this is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. What up, everybody? This your boy Bill Bellamy, and this is Top Billing, the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. Today's special guest is incredible. If you ever thought about getting your finances together, how do I invest in real estate? How do I get myself acclimated to success? This is the gentleman that you would like to talk to, Will Roundtree, the author of the book, Full-Time CEO, The Shit They Don't Want You to Know, and Credit is King. He's a motivational speaker, real brother, represent Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to all the cheese heads out there. Sorry. We got your boy in the building. Will Roundtree, everybody! Well, man, yes, what an sir. interesting story. It's so good to um, get a chance to talk to somebody that looked like me, somebody that came from similar uh, background, and to become successful. How did you get, what was, the, what was the key point to you wanting to be financially literate? Well, the first thing is, is uh, I was tired of being broke. That, that'll do it. <laughs> you know yeah, what broke saying? will do it. That'll do it. <laughs> You know, they said uh, rock bottom teaches you something that nothing else could teach you. Absolutely. And so I can remember just growing up in Milwaukee, you know, wanting to be like the D-Boys, the pimps. You know, Milwaukee, the Midwest got the pimps. Had, had it on lock. And so, but I never, we never really had people that we could look up to that was on anything from the music scene to the sports and different things like that. But as I got older, of course, I was told, go to school, get good grades, get good job. Right. I found out very quickly that shit don't work. <laughs> <laughs> it don't work. That A, B, that A and that no, B didn't do it man. for you. The, 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 pick, the White House with the picket fence, that stuff didn't work for me. Okay. And so I can remember being in college in my first semester. I was in my economics class. And the teacher was talking about money and how he was bad with money. And so I remember raising my hand. I was like, so you can't teach us how to get rich? He said, no. So I dropped out of school right there and right there. there. Never went back. And so from that standpoint, got into the workforce. I was working at a, a warehouse company. I was still in Milwaukee, was there eight years. I thought I was going to retire from that company. I'm literally marking the years off the calendar because at 30 years, you get a gold watch. I get a pension. And a pen. Man. For 30 the, years. The, the lapel gold, pen. The lapel. <laughs> the lapel. That's it, for yeah, 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was excited about that. And, right. so, uh, and so about eight years into being there, they shut the company down. So I'm like, damn, what am I going to do? And so I was fortunate enough, and, and I bumped into entrepreneurship. This was back when nobody could even spell the word. Right. They still can't spell entrepreneurship. <laughs> and so, that is hilarious. And so I got into learning about entrepreneurship. I got into network marketing. Didn't make any money, but what it taught me, Bill, was is it taught me personal development. Perfect. And so I started to really learn about changing my mindset, started listening to people like Les Brown, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tony Robbins, John Maxwell. And, and I started to find out that the paradox of why people were successful was because how they started to think. And so this was in 2003 wow. when, I, when, when, when that company shut down. So fast forward to 2005, my mentor at the time was like, hey, Will, we're building a team in Las Vegas. Would you want to move out there? And I'm in Milwaukee. I had to move back in with my parents. I'm in the basement, name on the orange carton. Right. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to <laughs> go to Vegas. I want to go to Vegas. And so, uh, I didn't have any money. He actually loaned me 500 bucks. Okay. So I had 500 bucks to my name. I had a garbage bag full of clothes because I couldn't afford a suitcase. And so I, I caught a one-way ticket to Las Vegas, moved out there, and been out there ever since. And so when I got to Vegas, I found out that business and entrepreneurship wasn't easy. 
Right. So found myself homeless and 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 sleeping in cars and and couch surfing. But some has stuck out to me, Bill, when I was out there. I remember before I moved to Las Vegas, I had heard a quote that eventually credit will become the new dollar. And that just stuck out oh, to me. That's hard. And so um, what happened was, is uh, I was going to try to buy a car when I was in Las Vegas and I have, I kept having to get a co-signer. And so I'm 26 years old. I'm out here trying to date and I'm like, damn, I can't even buy a car. Damn. And so I wasn't about to call my parents or nobody asked for a co-signer. Right. And so I remember the guy at the car dealership had uh, let me see the credit report. And so I'm on there and I saw, I saw I had repossessions. I'm like, anything bad and negative, I, I had it on my credit report. You remember oh, Gateway man. Computers? Yes, sir. I have, I, that was on my credit. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't take it back. <laughs> I didn't take it back. And so, um, so from that standpoint, I just started to learn about the power of credit mm-hmm. and started to fix my credit. And then I remember I was able to uh, get a vehicle that, was, that I didn't have to put any money down. Blew my mind. Because, you know, growing up, how we grew up, we assume you always got to put money down on a vehicle. Absolutely. But it wasn't that you had to put money down. It was that because your credit was so bad, the bank wouldn't finance the total amount. So that's the money that the, the dealership actually got to keep. And so once I saw I got to uh, buy a vehicle without having to put money down, 2013, I bought a house. Uh, that I bought my first house. Mm-hmm. Coming from Milwaukee, I never even fathomed being a homeowner. And so then I was like, damn, it got to be something to this credit thing. It's so I started, everything. It really is. So everything. I started researching. I came upon an author by the name of Robert Kiyosaki that started talking about OPM and other people's money. And then that's when it really just blew my mind. It changed my entire mindset and concept of not only how money works, how credit works, how finances, economics, all of that, man. So that's kind of the short version of how I got into this space. Well, for all the listeners that are are definitely listening, people that are watching this on YouTube, you know, we sleep on credit, you know, culturally, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm kind of like summarizing it, but culturally, I feel like, you know, if if the bar is 750, most black people around 450, you know, 500, <laughs> you know, you get a 602, you know what I'm saying? It's actually about a 621. Like a 621, 621. solid. Yeah. Like, so when you're going to, you know, invest in real estate or something right. like that, and, and, and you don't have a lot of money to put down, and you're either going to have to have one or two things. You're either going to have to have great credit or you might be able to do with good credit first-time buyer situation where you don't have to put that much money down, but because your credit's a certain way, you can finagle that, right? Most people don't know that. Right. And so when you started thinking about real estate and this is your first home, what did what was the process for you? Said, okay, well, I'm getting on my feet. I know I need to own something. Right. You know, it can't just be a car. Right. What was the process of you getting that house? Well, I'm glad you actually said that because one of the things I always say is that we gotta focus on ownership. We have to own shit. Are you the type that knows you don't have to sacrifice comfort for quality? Someone who lives large in life and in the bedroom. And when it comes to some things, size makes all the difference. Take your pleasure to the next level with the new Magnum Raw Condom. The thinnest Magnum Condom with a wider contour shape for added comfort. New Magnum Raw, the thinnest Magnum Condom yet. It's specially designed to provide heightened sensitivity and comfort. That's more sensation for you and your partner. Providing a more natural feel. Now that's big time. More natural feeling, same premium quality latex to help reduce the risk of pregnancy and STIs. 
So when you need pleasure and protection in a large size, reach for that unmistakable gold wrapper. Live large and now thinner than ever with new Magnum Raw Condoms, the thinnest Magnum condom available where condoms are sold. And so when it comes to being a homeowner, there's two different sides because I'm also a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. But on the homeowner side, believe it or not, Bill, you can actually buy a house with a 580 credit score. Now, your interest rate will be a little bit higher. But here's the thing that people don't realize is that there are so many different uh, programs out there that not only they'll subsidize your down payment. Mm. It's just that we don't know because we assume, oh, OK, I got bad credit. I know nothing about financing. So we a lot of the times, especially in a black community, we just automatically assume we don't qualify. It's actually easier to get qualified for a home than a credit card. Well, what kind card, of programs do they have? Because I'm sure there's people right now that are listening going, oh, my God, what program? Give me, just give me one that maybe helped me get my first home. Definitely. What would be, what would be like a really good program? So there's a program out there called NACA, N-A-C-A dot com, mm -hmm. where with their program, they actually subsidize where you don't have to put money down for the for that property. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some income qualifications, but and it's not necessarily credit score driven. What they do is they look at your credit behavior and and so you don't necessarily have to have a 700. They just want to make sure that you're paying your bills on time. Right. Right. They also look at your rental history because another thing that I often tell a lot of our individuals especially that come from our community, start tracking your rental payments. It's cool that you want to live with your baby mama and all of that stuff, but at least show documentation of that. You know, go get a bank account and we I even show people how to get second chance bank accounts. So this way you can start documenting your payment history. Right. Things like that actually play a bigger role than probably even much as your credit score. And so it doesn't take a lot of money down. And then on top of that, with NACA, like, like I say, no down payment. They subsidize your co closing costs. Right. And then if you're going FHA, you only have to put down 3.5%. So for every hundred thousand, you only got to put thirty five hundred dollars down. And I'm pretty sure, you know, we both come from, you know, the hood. Yeah. People get more than that on a tax return. <laughs> so, so it's really no excuse. Yeah. It's really not to, to not be a homeowner. And and there's so many benefits to it as Definitely. well. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I first bought my first home, I, I could take you back to like ninety two. OK. Ninety two. And I said, I was of the mindset that I'm going to have my house before I buy the car, right? That's because smart. I was like, I don't want to have a fly-ass car in front of a building, right. right? So I was like, I got to buy a house to put my car in the garage. That, that was my that was my whole mentality. So when I was on my first tour, okay, all I was doing was stacking money. Wow. I was just stacking money, stacking money. I didn't really, you know, dip into the money. And so I was like, yo, as soon as I, 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 I'm going to go this run, I'm going to buy me a house. And sure enough, and then when I bought the house, furnished the house, did all that crazy stuff. Then I bought the car. Then I had bought another car. Like, so then I did it the right way. And then, I, then you don't realize the tax write-off yeah. you get being a homeowner. It exactly. just kind of, it kind of changed my life. That was sort of like the beginning of my awareness of the power of your having good credit. Okay. And uh, and also, too, just owning stuff. It changes every, it changes the way the bank looks at you. Oh, definitely. Immediately. Like, that is your homeowner and you have uh payment history that you pay on time people pay on time definitely but then you also you have collateral you can borrow against absolutely see one of the things and i work with a lot of athletes entertainers and different things like that uh -huh. and they don't know a lot about investing right and so one of the things that i show them i'm like look a lot of wealthy like real wealthy people they don't keep money in the bank 
they have it in assets. Facts. And so if we go out and we buy several buildings, the goal is to put the money in there. And then when we want to get liquid, we can borrow against that asset tax free. So these are the tax advantages. And so another reason why I got into real estate back in 2005, my grandfather actually tried to give me over 45 of his homes and I turned it down. Because you was on crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> why would you I turn it down? 45 Here, Here's why. Just though. take 20. Here's no, why. No, I'm joking. Be, you so, couldn't take 50. Because it was a lack of information. <laughs> but here's why I didn't do it, though. All right, big. go ahead. Because they was in the hood. So I'm assuming it's a bad. Thing. I don't want these raggedy ass houses. Yeah. Like my grandfather, he used to he 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 had the mindset of being an owner, but he did some a couple things duct tape to cover up the pipes. Okay, <laughs> you know there what I'm saying. But the thing that blew me away is is that today that portfolio will probably be worth over five million dollars. Easy. What city was it in Milwaukee? This was in Milwaukee. <sighs> This was in Milwaukee. I wish I could talk to your grandfather. Right <laughs> and so, Whew, but it, but that was a good idea. Looking grandpa. back at that hindsight, this is why I know the power of owning something. Because here's the other thing that I see that is happening in our culture and our community. Okay, we look at real estate as trying to get rich tomorrow. No, real estate is something you hold so that way our children and our children's Absolutely. children have something in position, bro. And so Bro, my grandfather, that was a, a, a generation removed where I, w- I would have been set. And I could have built off that. I could have borrowed against that $5 million, got up to 80% of that completely tax-free. And I could have went out and bought a business, bought, a, bought more real estate. And so this is why I'm so passionate in making sure that another individual doesn't come across a scenario like me and say, I don't want them raggedy-ass houses. The money is in the hood. Well, the, the thing the thing is that you just said is the money is in the hoods, right? Um, when I'm on tour, I go around. I go from Detroit to Milwaukee to Chicago right. to, you know, Ohio's, Cleveland, uh, Toledo, Columbus, all these different places, pockets, right? And I noticed that the Pittsburgh, definitely, the places that was the most like, oh my God, is the new, definitely, right. Soon as you see a Starbucks, you know it's popping, right? No. As soon as you start seeing, like, you know, they're they're doing they're putting codes in where the houses have to be a certain yeah. way now. You got to they all have to be painted. They all have to be kept up in the original form. I'm like, this used to be the worst area, and now it's the new area, right? Definitely. So imagine back then, your your grandfather probably got those houses for three thousand, couple thousand dollars, easy, couple thousand. Come on, man. Fortunately, I actually still have one of them. Okay. Believe it or not, in 2018, I bought it for twenty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Needed some work, so I put about thirty thousand dollars worth of work in it. Mm-hmm. And the thirty grand didn't even come from my pocket. I used the bank's money, so it didn't cost me anything. And the twenty five hundred, we spent that on a night out. I spent come that on. at come on, Stop <laughs> you know what I'm saying at the club last night. Right. So I was like, I might as well buy some real estate. So I actually just did a cash out refinance on that property about a month ago. So the bank gave me eighty thousand dollars. So tell people what a cash property. out. So so yeah. So when you go and buy a property, mm-hmm. that property now has some value. So okay. for just to make the math simple, let's say I buy a property for fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Cool. And I'm not paying 50000 cash. I'm not paying 50000 all up front just so that people know. I only have to come up as an investor with 20% of that. 
So I only have to come up with 10000 okay. okay? And then I show people how I buy. I bought my first property with a credit card. Mm-hmm. So the 10000 comes from a credit card, not out of Will Roundtree's pocket. Right. So the property is 50000 I buy the property. Let's say after a year, it appreciates to 100 So now I can go back to the bank and say, hey, this property is worth 100000 Can I borrow against it? And so now I can get up to 80% of that. So, so that are, you getting, that, are you getting 80% of the equity? I'm getting 80% of the new, uh, uh, new appraisal. Uh, appraised okay. value. Okay. So the new appraised value is $100,000. Mm-hmm. I can borrow 80000 of that tax-free, mm-hmm. and the tenant is going to pay the rent or the, pay the mortgage or we, what we call debt servicing. Mm-hmm. That eighty grand may only cost me 500 bucks. The rent on that property is $1,200. So I'm still net profitable still good, on that bro. property, and I can use that money to go buy another uh, uh, building. I can put it in my pocket. I can go buy a car. This is how people finance their lifestyle, through assets. Absolutely. Not through the credit, not through your income, not through, not through Instagram. Not through Instagram. <laughs> that game almost over anyway, Bill. <laughs> Everybody, let me tell you, let me tell you something. I'm going to use my, 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 uh, my life as a, an example of what you're talking about, right? right. Bought a property, sat on it, did some boom, boom, boom improvements. Bro, the amount of money that that property is worth right now is crazy. I could only imagine in another 10 years. This happened in two years. Yeah. Less than two. It jumped because of the neighborhood, mm-hmm. because of what I've done to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and and basically, like, what I did was I, I did a little strategy. I started okay. peeping the neighborhoods, like you said. Definitely. Peep the neighborhoods that's on the come up, right? See what's going around. Was it schools? Is it is it is it access to trains? Is it access to highways? Right. Stuff, simple stuff like Literally, that. Yeah. That makes sense to people. People are no longer wanting to live so far out and having to go to work. Yeah. People are coming back to the cities again. Yeah. So now, for cats that are at home uh, listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, just think about your area. Like, okay, you know, drive around a little bit and say, hey, man, well, let me let me think as an investor right now. Definitely. What would be the hot move in 10? Cause you, everybody, like you said, want their money right now. Right but let's now. let's let's say ten years from now, what's gonna be the move? Yeah. So what I tell people, I was like, look at the infrastructure, mm-hmm. and that's actually how I mapped out the blueprint of my real estate portfolio. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to these particular cities and look at what the infrastructure is. What neighborhoods have are the closest to the downtown? Ugh. Layup. Because everybody wants to be downtown now. And so when you look at every single metropolitan city or the hoods, Mm -hmm. where are most of those at? Near downtown. Downtown. And so you take a five to 10 mile radius from the downtown or those pockets close to downtown in the the hoods. Got the train tracks, got the Starbucks. Now you got businesses moving back downtown. These cities are getting hundreds of millions of dollars for their infrastructure downtown. Mm -hmm. So now you got cities that are creating almost like cities within the city. But now they're pushing all of the black people out to the suburbs where they think is good living. Public transportation is horrible. So now you out there thinking it's good. They're giving us peanuts on the pennies on the dollar for Mm. Big Mama's house. Right. And we think we done came up just so we can go out to the burbs with the gated fence house, not knowing that the the value is in the the house where you already live in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And so, and this is what I keep trying to show people because in a lot of these cities, like Detroit was selling houses for a dollar. Bro, that is a fact. You know, but because we don't value these things, because we don't own no shit, Mm -hmm. so we don't know what value looks like. 
And that's the thing. And I keep telling people, because you'll hear even on the internet, Bill, people say, oh, well, real estate's a scam. How can it something that you're going to live in anyway be a scam? <laughs> like, I mean, like you make it too much sense right now, bro. And so, so we got to start using some common sense, man. Well, I, I like I like to see uh, young brothers like yourself that are you. passionate about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because it is a game changer. Even if you change the mind of two people and they turn their turn two people, it's going to pay itself forward, right? Yeah. And I always feel like education is everything. It's just knowing how to do it. Everybody thinks, well, when I get rich, I'm going to do this. When I, well, you got to have the, the rich mindset. You got to start thinking as if you already have yeah. it instead of waiting for the 500,000 or the 50 or the 5,000 to come. Okay, my 5,000 is with me right now. What would I do with it right now? Start thinking that energy to me attracts it to you. Right. It's been working for me my whole career, like just imagining the things that I want as if they're already here. Yeah. No, I, I remember, you know, um, you know, I used to have the goal of just wanting to be wealthy, mm -hmm. but my work ethic didn't match the goal. Right. And so I can remember one time one of my mentors said, Will, you've been at this thing for how long? How much money have you made? And I was like, you know, and I've always was experiencing loss. He said, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. He was like, you got to start operating like a professional and start doing the activity that's going to calculate to get you to your net goal. Mm. And so I was actually having a call with a client recently, mm. and he I was asking him, you know, those questions to help him get to his goal. And I was like, okay, what is your financial goal? He was like, well, I want to make $500,000 a month. I'm like, all right, what do you make now? He said, I make 25000 a year. I said, so what is your goal, right? What, what, are you, what activity are you going to do to generate to that? generate that? He didn't know. I was like, well, first, let's re reverse engineer what that $500,000 a month even looks like. And so now we need to find a vehicle that's going to help you to produce the activity to get to that end goal. Yeah. So even when we have these goals, we also need to think about what is the activity that's needed in order for us to get there. Well, it has to be passive income. It has to be passive income. Yeah, it has to be you know something. You got to work to Bro, make. <laughs> bro, listen, it has to be passive income. Well, I call it mailbox money. Mailbox money. You know what I mean? Saying like money that you don't even know is coming. Oh, you just look in the mailbox. Hey, we look at the first differently now when you own real estate. I I'm going to tell you my first introduction to hearing what real money sound like, right? right? So I was, it was probably like 93, 94, and I was on this yacht. Oh, you had to do a say yacht. The listen money to is me. Different. Listen to what I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So get this, right? I'm on this yacht. It's it was bananas. I ain't going to say the name because people would start Googling it. Right. But the dude who owned it was this Mexican dude who owned all the cable in Mexico. Wow. Okay? He ran all the lines under the ocean, all the stuff, right? Any Anything that's going through them cables, ching, you're trying to send an email, you're trying to do anything, you're trying to get any kind of communication to, through Mexico, it right. goes through him, right? Wow. He was he, every as many times as you can blink. That's how much money he was making, right. right? So, this is why he had all these guys on the on the ship with with AR seventeens and stuff. His his wife had on diamonds that looked like a James Bond movie. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> everybody was like, I was nervous. I was like, Why there's so many guns? <laughs> you know, like like are we supposed to eat at dinner and see an AR? Right, like. 
this dude was that guy. And I was just thinking, like, how is it possible for somebody to just be printing money like that? Right. Because, you know, you have to own something yeah. that generates, like you said, that kind of income for you to have a lifestyle. It doesn't have to be a yacht. Right. But it, ha it has to be something. How, how, do, how do people strategize that way? Is it, is it you know... Multi multi-family homes? Right. Is it uh owning a business that few Starbucks like Magic Johnson's one of my great great friends? He's a huge advocate for owning stuff Definitely. that generates income. Like Magic is like turned his whole life oh, to business. Like he's he's like the guy to me right. for showing athletes, you know, that you know, life after basketball, your life doesn't have to be over. Your life can actually begin well, and life do after what any career. Yeah. You can still move. Yeah. Definitely. He's a perfect example. Yeah, no. So I can remember when I was younger, mm -hmm. like I say, my goal was to be wealthy. Okay. The first thing I had to do was identify what is wealth. Because cool. it's a difference between making money and being wealthy. Absolutely. Because you can make, somebody can make 100000 200000 and think they're good to them, to them $100,000 bills start coming in. Yes. <laughs> you start noticing money, you got, it takes a little bit more to live the life we think we really want. And so I started to learn the difference about that and it all starts with economics. And so from that standpoint, then I started to learn the only way you can do that is through cash flow or is what we call mailbox money. Correct. I have to be able to create something that's going to pay me in spite of me. Because as long as you're working and you're the engine that 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 supplies the resource for you to actually get paid, or is what we call trading can't be time everywhere. for dollars, I can't be everywhere. Because mm -hmm. if I get sick, my money stops. So I had to create some type of engine. And and for me, at the beginning, real estate was the easiest way and the easiest entry point for that. Okay. So going back to what I mentioned, my very first investment property I bought with a credit card. Mm -hmm. So I bought a property in, in Cleveland for $25,000 in 2016. It was 25 grand, like I mentioned, and it was already cash flowing. I like to buy what is called turnkey properties. Basically, you turn the key, you start making money. Right. No rehab needed. <laughs> Just go. Already had tenants in there. Mm -hmm. And so that property was already making $975 a month. Now, the money on the credit card, the debt servicing was costing me about 600 bucks. So all, I have this thing where I say, making money is fifth grade math. You just have to calculate what the equation is and what you want your outcome to be. Correct. So the, the, the debt servicing was 600 bucks. The, the, the property was making 975. Mm -hmm. So I would have been net positive about 300 bucks. I just had to keep doing that over and over and over. And so then I was like, man, so I can make money it doesn't cost me my own money to create that cash flow. I can just go and buy cash flow. So that's where, where I really started to learn, okay, I just can borrow the money from the banks, go out and buy things that are already making money. That's right. how you speed that process up. Now, so I, essentially, I'm I, buying I, cash flow. Okay, I, I like that. I definitely, it definitely, definitely is very, very clean cut. But like when... Right now, the interest rates have done definitely. something low. You know, the interest rates are high, you know. How does a person now maneuver now knowing that it's costing you more to borrow? Definitely. So in those scenarios, money is definitely getting tighter. Correct. This is where you do have to now start not just buying stuff just to buy it. You got to probably put in a little bit more work to do your calculations because whether you're buying real estate or buying businesses, the, your money is made at the front end of the deal. So if my 
interest or what we call points in real estate or on the, the, the points that the money costs you. So for example, the same money that it would normally cost you for a hundred thousand dollar property, right. it may be 500 bucks. And I'm just giving a rough example right. now, because the points have went up or the interest rates have went up now it may cost me 700 to $800. I just have to make sure that my, my, my gross revenue can still cover debt that. service. Yeah. Cover that. And so Although, yeah, it may not be, it may be a lot tighter out there to find those type of deals, but they're still out there. Absolutely. But now here's the other thing. People also are, are going to benefit from the interest rates going up. Why is that? Because now you have people when the rate, when real estate was on fire, they were borrowing money against their properties, but they wasn't doing anything with the money. So now you got people who are going to be jammed up in bad mortgages where they're going to have to short sale their property. Here we go. So now back I'm again. going to be able to get that half a million dollar house for two, three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so you just got to be able to stay in the game long enough. You got to know how to just calculate and know what one plus one is. Yeah. And so it's 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 really all math. And and I don't want to make it sound like people should you know, not make people feel like, oh, well, it's easy for you. No, there is still some work involved with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But at the same time, I think we overcomplicate it because we're like, oh, this house costs this amount of money. It's still all numbers. But that's the thing, man. Um, I had a, I had another a guest not too long ago, uh, Valerie Mosley, and she was a wealth management person. Definitely. And she was saying that the biggest thing is fear. It really is. He said... She said, she said, the biggest thing is fear. Most people are so fearful of the unknown that they stay where it's safe. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, fearful of learning the information with the requirements. Because a lot of times when you, when you get the information, it requires action. It does. You know what so, I mean? So I'm going to challenge you on that. <laughs> okay. Do you, think it's really, do you think it's fear or are people scared of the work? And I'll ask, and, I'll, and here's why I asked that. Okay. Okay. Now. When I go out and travel and I speak in rooms, mm -hmm. when I ask people, what's stopping you from getting to your goal? And everybody always say, fear, this, that, that, whatever. And I'm like, okay, let's say we're in this building. And then in the building across from where we're at, that building was on fire. Okay? Mm -hmm. And your loved one was in that building. Mm -hmm. How many of you are going over there to save your loved one? Everybody got both hands up. Right. And I'm like, so you guys aren't scared of fire? Because it can kill you. So is it that you're fearful? Do you not want to do the work? Because you don't know what that fire is going to do to you. Right. So fire can kill you or it can save you because mm -hmm. fire makes heat. Yeah. So money can put you in a bad position financially. Or, or it change can, your life. Or change your life. And so we got to stop using words like fear because faith and fear are really. They don't, they, they counsel each other out. They do. But I think, I think. The fear is the initial. It's sort of like the veneer, right? Definitely. The work is the deep penetration. That is the part. And the work, the work that it requires you to get to your dream is enormous. And I use myself as an example. Like, guys always say they want to be a comedian. Right. Yo, Bill, man, you doing your thing, man. You, you, I love you, Bill Bellamy. You feel funny, blah, blah, blah. I want to be a comedian. How do I become a comedian? Do you have the hours? You want to get out? Do you want to get out or do you want to just be on Instagram? Right. Because that's not stand-up comedy. That's right. just being funny. I say stand-up comedy requires hours and hours of practice, hours hours of practice. How many hours you give in a week? 
It's the same thing with money. It's like, yeah. how many hours are you going to put in for your business to grow? You can't be on your ass chilling when you're trying to get money. It took me seven years for me to be profitable when I first started in entrepreneurship. Did you, want, did you ever want to give up? Absolutely not. <laughs> me Absolutely either. not. Because here's the thing I tell I'm, people. I'm so passionate about me. Here's what I tell people. <laughs> how can you be scared to fail when you're already failing? You're not at the lifestyle you want. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're a pro at failing already. Uh, you're so a pro at it. You're already a pro. Let's turn it, flip it the other way, and let's do something different. Because I always think about my kids, Definitely. you know. Um, I feel like I wanted to be, or I am, the uh, person to be able to set my family's, my kids' kids up, right? Definitely. So I'm like, that's the goal. Like, why didn't somebody do that for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me a little something. I had to get <laughs> right. it out the mud right. from the, right. you know what I mean? So when I, if ever I'm on a lazy day or ever I'm like, you know, get, you know, because we all have these these highs and lows of the ebbs and flows of it's life. It's just like, yeah. right? I just think about my kids' kids, right? And I go, wow, I want to leave something that's gangster. You know what I mean? And I and I and I started surrounding myself. This is something else I want to share with people. Start surrounding yourself with people that want that you want to live like. Oh man, that is the. The information, the conversation that you will, when you're around other entrepreneurs, yeah. it doesn't matter if they got more houses than you. It don't matter. Just be around them. It's different. Man. Be around them. Stop being around people that are negative or that are not feeding your dream or that aren't as ambitious as you. Right. Have somebody, start cultivating your group, your circle. Change a few people out. Put some positive people in there. Put somebody in there like Will Roundtree, somebody like Valerie Mosley, somebody who's who just sold a company. You know, I ran into a guy um, 10 years ago. He was like 36 years old. He he created Grubhub and went public. He's done. done. It was, I, I was like, why didn't I create Grubhub? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Joking around. But seriously, like, dude, when you change your circles, um, put good people around you, good energy, those things just kind of like bleed off on you and you start moving faster. Yeah, the, because the conversations are different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that's one of the things I even talk about in my book, Full-Time CEO, the shit they don't tell you. Because mm -hmm. they don't tell you on this road of entrepreneurship that it's, it, it can be lonely. Yeah. But that's because you're creating your new ecosystem. So you're going to have to share the people who, who are holding you back. And sometimes that person holding you back may be in your house. Facts. And you got to be okay with letting those people know, like, no, I'm working on something bigger than us. And you can either come with me or not. <laughs> you know, so. we get, yeah. You can either get down or lay down. Good, that was on some street shit right yeah. there. I kind of like that. That got me happy. You should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so, Will, how can everybody get your, your book, man? First of all, I want to show you. That he has two wonderful books out right here. This is a full-time CEO, the shit that they don't tell you yes, sir. that's number one and then the other one here is credit is king transforming your credit to royalty that is essential if you want to be successful will i really i really enjoyed your conversation you, man, man. You, man you out in vegas yes sir see yes, yes sir. Sir. i gotta i gotta shout out to my boy jay reed out there man that's yeah, one of my favorite my little brother he's a very very funny comedian and uh, i i come out to vegas quite often so i'm definitely gonna link up with you but how do people follow you and get get into the wheel round tree business yeah definitely so i'm across all social media platforms mm -hmm. you can follow me at mr will roundtree mm -hmm. uh you can get both of my books on amazon.com i also have audio versions of both books okay i do have them trademarked so y'all can't go out there stealing my logos. No, my don't name, try. You know? <laughs> 
I got a mean attorney, you know right. what I'm saying? Okay. And so, and then uh, just make sure you, I'm coming to a city near you because I've been touring and going out doing different events and pop-ups and and free, you know, uh, 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 workshops for the past five years, man. That's so, dope, man. So I've probably done over 100 plus cities in the last few years, man. Well, I'm glad that you out here giving us that good message, man. Definitely, it's so man. positive. You actually, it's invigorating to hear someone be so positive about Thank success you, and like, us making it attainable. Like, it's not so far off. Just start at one place. Just do one. Man, like, just do takes. one. Like you said, $25,000 house. That's okay. Yeah, you don't got to get the half a million dollars. You ain't got today. the bottom, the gate yeah. yet. We'll get the gate later. <laughs> or get 10 people. Everybody get $10,000 off a credit card and go buy something. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. Stop Group playing. economics. Ladies and gentlemen, only on Top Billing can we get educated to get to our success. I love this podcast. I love what we're doing for the culture. Will, thank you for coming by, man. It's a pleasure. Full-time CEO in the building. Milk is chilling, kids is chilling. 